Saving money on your outdoor project? Now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at Menards. Hoopball Podcast listeners, are you a fantasy expert and want to write or podcast for Hoopball? Do you have aspirations of covering a team? Are you a master of sales and want to earn some cash on the phones? Well, we've got good news. Hoopball's recruiting. If you think you have what it takes, hit us up at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter or by emailing Team Hoopball at hoop-ball.com. Again, that's at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter or emailing Team Hoopball at hoop-ball.com. The following is a Hoopball presentation. Welcome back to another episode, another edition of Today in Sports Fame. It is I, your host, Devin Ellington, at D-A-L-E, double O seven on Twitter. This is a hoop-ball.com presentation. We're at Hoopball Gaming on Twitter, at Hoopball Tweets. We're dichotomous around here. We do fantasy basketball work as well. Aaron Bruski and Dan Vespris, the founders of Hoopball, are multiple-time champions over within the fantasy basketball community. Really solid work in all sorts of basketball capacities. Got a really, really, really good show today. Going to talk a lot of fun belt. Going to do about half of my article. That's going to go up on hoopball.com, hoop-ball. Then I'm going to talk a little bit, obviously, first and foremost, the World Series. I need the Rays to get a win tonight to push it to seven games so they can win that seventh game, and then I can cash 85 to 1 futures of an exact series finish bet. Rays in seven on top of the 60 to 1 futures ticket. So, could be fun. Before we get into all of that, what needs to be said and what needs to be talked about is our sponsor, Manscaped. Go over to manscaped.com and check out the lawnmower 3.0. Just came out. It's brand new technology, fully electric, and it's waterproof all the way through. Then you're also going to get 20% off free shipping if you use HoopBall20 as the promo code H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0. But do not stop there at the lawnmower 3.0 because there are other fine gentlemen's amenities for shaving, aftercare, pre-care. Um, maintaining, maintenance, all sorts of stuff, even some briefs, air wickening, whatever it is, moisture wickening, manscaped.com, promo code hoopball20, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, two zero, do it. So, like I said, first and foremost, we have some things to talk about in regards to the World Series. Got Blake Snell on the mound. And he is going to be pitching up against Tony Gosselin. 
This is a big game, obviously. The Rays are coming in, backs all the way against the wall. But, I, you know, they're still playing true and uh, consistent with who they are. Rough game was re- – uh, last game was really rough. But, you know, they're, they're not scared of a challenge, in my opinion. And then you've got guys that can just completely spark both offensively and defensively at any moment in Aaron Zana. And then you've also got Brandon Lowe. You know, they've got some pretty deep pieces all the way down to Hunter Renfro. Real nice defensive player. So the spot that I'm going to be looking at in this one, you know, the Rays have already had success against Tony Gonzalez, you know, recently in this World Series. So why not go back to the well? I'm already betting on the Rays to win the dang thing. So I'm going to say first five Rays is definitely something I like. It's minus 105 right now. I like that. And, you know, here's why. Blake Snell gets roughed up, but he'll get roughed up, you know, fourth, fifth time through the order. So, you know, there's the anomalies and the, you know, the slip-ups here and there. But historically speaking, Blake Snell is usually a pretty solid pitcher through first two or three times of the order. So I don't know how I feel about a total play in this one, but I'm going to lean the over because I can see the Rays getting their team total, which I believe is three and a half pretty early in this game three and a half sitting at minus 120 right now and the total is eight and a half shaded to the over got pretty good odds if you search around um, on both sides i'm seeing anywhere to minus 105 to minus 110 for over eight and a half and then i'm seeing anywhere to even money to minus 105 on the under i said the over would be in play in every game in this world series and i believe it's hit every game um, I will fact check myself while I do this show on that because as y'all know, I don't like giving incorrect information out. So <clears throat> my thinking is the over is going to be in play, um, especially early, especially for the Rays because of Gonsolin. I hope that they can continue this thing and, um, you know, we can get to an exciting game seven in the World Series. That would just be dynamic and electric. It would be fun. The core of the order needs to get rolling for the Rays early. Like I said, early is the key. Um, If they get Blake Snell four runs, that's going to be a dang good thing. Hopefully that's what happens. Um, But yeah, once lineups are locked in 100%, I would definitely suggest making sure you are fully aware Um, We are about a couple hours out, so lineups should be um, actually out there and pretty publicized. Um, So with that being said, Ray's first five for me on the money line. And then I also like the over eight and a half. And uh, let's go Tampa Bay Rays because I need them to win to keep this thing going, to keep the train rolling. So, recap some Monday Night Football from last night. It was not very friendly. As you all know, I was pretty heavy on the Bears. And, uh, you know, we have those nights. The only thing I was right on was probably, you know, was the under. 
looked at the first half under, but didn't take the stab. Um, but it did hit. But you know, you live and you learn. You do, you do. Um, it's on to today. And uh, I, I got some bets with the Rays that I like, so we'll, we'll see how those play out. Tail or fade, best of luck. So to dig heavily more so into some college football, I did a little bit of a first look yesterday. Put the article out, still up on hoop-ball.com. You can check out all my other articles on there as well. And I pretty much just post my notes and my articles on my Twitter anyways. Again, at DALE007 or at HoopBallGaming. With that being said, I'm running through the Sun Belt, <clears throat> excuse me, in its entirety for week nine. So I'm going to preview every game in an article. And I figured I'd start with two or three games, probably two. I want to talk about some other stuff other than Sun Belt. Not that I don't like the Sun Belt. We know I'm a huge proponent of it, aka Fun Belt. But there's some other exciting college football games. I've got a Friday night parlay I'm thinking about. But the first Sun Belt game is on Thursday. Southern Alabama going on the road, getting five and a half points against Georgia Southern. And my first thinking here is why is Georgia Southern giving South Alabama, South, Southern Alabama so many points? They have a three and two record, just like uh, USA, as their abbreviation does. And this line opened at six and a half, so it's come down a point, over under 51 and a half. And uh, opened at 53. So this is expected to be a closer game, you know, based off of the movement on the line. I've got a couple plays here, but, you know, first and foremost, the wins for Georgia Southern, they haven't really beat anyone. They haven't. Um, their three wins have come against UMass who wasn't even supposed to play the season, and they probably shouldn't, and they should probably get put down to FCS because, man, they are atrocious. And they were last year. I don't think they won a single game last year. I think their average loss number per game was, like, close to 30 points. <laughs> and then ULM, you know, Louisiana Monroe, which is at the bottom of the Sun Belt, they have an exciting quarterback, but we see him throw a lot because they give up 21 points in the first quarter almost every game. And then Campbell, who is in the FCS. So those are their three wins, the Campbell Camels. So I don't think the competition that the Georgia Southern Eagles have seen so far is equivalent to what Southern Alabama has because they are a well-rounded team. One issue that I have and one concern is that they will more than likely be down their best offensive lineman in Jacob Shoemaker. Real experienced guy for him, real smart kid, real good player. And then I already talked about the wins, but uh, the Eagles also just lost to uh, Coastal Carolina against their second string quarterback. So, and then um, Coastal Carolina, you know, as we know, they're ranked, and I'm, I'm a huge proponent for the chance of clears, but, uh, you know, it just, they puttered out at the end of the game, and you could tell it was because of uh, talent and depth. So, on their end, 
<clears throat> so I really like Southern Alabama to get things going. Plus five and a half points for me this college slate on Thursday. I'm also looking at to take a stab with them on the money line at plus 175. I just believe they match up really well. They, I mean, they just, um, you know, they they have pretty talented linebacking play. Um, they they got some exciting guys at linebacker. So I, I like my linebackers and my defensive ends. But that's how I feel about this game. Jaguars plus five and a half. Money line plus 175. I'll take it. Then the other four games are on Saturday. But I'll just go ahead and talk about one. And that is about those Chanticleers and that second string quarterback that I was just talking about. But now I'm going to talk him up. We're talking about Fred Payton. Chanticleer is still ranked. I'll pull up the current and most new rankings here, just so uh, I'm not misspoken. I wonder if they moved up at all. Uh, but they're going on the road at Georgia State. Laying three and a half points. Even with Fred Payton in there and without Grayson McCall, I think that they are still a touchdown favorite better, um, in my opinion. I've watched a lot of this Chanticleers team. They moved up to number 20. They are 5-0. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to downplay the loss of Grayson McCall. He's, he's a freshman. He's come in. He has a QBR of 190.2, I believe it is. Um, hardly any turnovers. Leads are, uh, you know, he's top five in a ton of different quarterback metrics as far as, you know, QBR and, uh, completion percentage, um, turnover, to uh, touchdown to turnover ratio, <clears throat> and uh, he's got really good vision. He finishes drives for his team. Uh, he puts the other players around him, you know, especially the running back Maribel, um, in positions to do really well. Um, but the quarterback, Fred Payton, that's backing up, Mr. McCall this year, he was the starter last year. So he had a full full go of it. He's got a better defense with him this year. Better playmakers, more experienced. That offensive line unit is back. So, I mean, he knows these guys. He knows the system. You're not going to see a hiccup, I don't think. And, you know, his numbers last year, he had 14 total touchdowns, two of those being rushing with a 63.6 completion percentage. And his QBR was over 140 at 141.2. Talked about the Chanticleer's defense, and, it, I, you know, it's the best in their program history. You know, it's, it's a dang good defensive unit that they have coming out. Um, look for the Chanticleer's to keep rolling. People are going to jump off the bandwagon. But that's not a smart thing to do because, you know, when bandwagons get rolling, they get rolling fast. And uh, jumping out of a fast-moving transportation device is not advised in my book. So I'm going to stay on. I am. Georgia State, you know, their injury report is about two and a half pages long. Um, a lot of those guys aren't going to – Beyond that injury report, come said, you know, game day, but 
it, it's still a lot of guys and they're not going to be getting, you know, all their practices in this week. So they won't be as sharp. Coastal Carolina, other than Gracie McCall, um, relatively healthy. They have one other guy on the injury report. So you cannot discredit good coaching. And that's what the Chanticleers have right now. So I'm going to move on to another college football game that I want to discuss as a, you know, another little look ahead to next, or this Saturday. Actually, let's talk about that Friday night thing I was mentioning. I'm looking at taking all four games and putting a parlay together. Well, now I'm seeing three. There was four. I believe one might have got moved because of COVID. But nonetheless, let's do um, a parlay with, and I'll tell you why. We're going to do a parlay starting with Marshall. They are one of the best defenses in the country. Um, their efficiency ratings on both sides of the ball, you know, offensively could be better. But defensively, they are very tough to even move the ball on. Um, not a lot of first downs per game. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And, you know, very stout, just very all-around good team. And that is the game that was taken off the board. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah, so Marshall and uh, Florida International was postponed. So <clears throat> the rest of the parlay on Friday night, and I'll dig deeper into these later in the week, but we're going to roll with Minnesota, Tulsa, Hawaii. Wyoming lost their starting quarterback last week in the, like, very early stages of their game. And I think it's going to be a big hit because uh, it's going to take a toll on him. He, um, that kid was ready to bounce back after getting injured last season. So that, that was real stinky. Um, saw that live and I didn't like it. Poor, poor kid. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the Friday night thought that got in the way of my smooth transition to a couple other Saturday morning games. But before I get into Saturday morning, let me just go ahead and talk about mybookie.ag. I know they're presenting sponsor on the show. Um, use Hoopball as the promo code H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. That's going to get you a 100% initial deposit bonus match. You're going to get some great customer service, diversity as far as games and bets that you can play in place. So go check them out, mybookie.ag. Use promo code Hoopball. Let them know that Devin sent you, D-A-L-E-007, whatever you want to call me. Hootball is the promo code, mybookie.ag. Bet, win, get paid. Heck yeah. So looking ahead, I, you know, prefaced Charlotte and Duke yesterday. So I'll just go ahead and talk a little bit more about that game. 
Um, Duke has given them 10 and a half points at home. You know, they are at home. But I don't understand why they're laying that many points. You know, Duke's a one-win team. They don't move the football. On top of that, that new offense that Mr. Cutcliffe is trying to roll out and force, it's not really working. Um, Duke's going to be down two, maybe three cornerbacks. Um, Charlotte has zero players on the injury list, so they're rolling out full strength. Charlotte has a pretty solid defensive unit. They're smart. They have experience. They played together, you know, most of them last year, most of the guys. So look for them to go ahead and get control of this game early. You know, just some offensive stat comparisons. Charlotte has 5.9 yards per play versus Duke's 4.8. Charlotte does allow 6.2 yards per play, though, on the defensive side of the ball. And Duke, I mean, Duke, Duke actually has a 37.93% third down conversion percentage for their opponents. Duke has a hard time stopping people from scoring in the red zone, though. They let them score 83% of the time. Charlotte scores 86% of the time when they get down there, 86.67. Completion percentage, 60% for Charlotte. So, you know, it's, uh, I think what you're seeing on this market is small school. Small school versus, um, you know, ACC school. Here's going to be an interesting thing to keep an eye out. Duke is, um, you know, running 83 plays per game. Charlotte's allowing their opponents to run 68. I wonder what numbers are going to match between those two points. Both teams allow over seven yards per pass. This could be a very nice, fun game to watch. I would keep an eye out on it. Charlotte at Duke. I, I, I like the 10.5 for Charlotte. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if they even beat Duke. So maybe a little spritz on the um, uh, old money line at plus 275. That's not an official play, though. Charlotte plus 10.5 is. Coastal Carolina minus 3.5 is. Southern Alabama plus 5.5 and, and the 175 money line is. And then I gave some out yesterday on the show. Cincinnati minus six and a half. Going to talk an SEC game, which is very, very unlikely. LSU going on the road against Auburn. So Tigers on Tigers matchup. Both of um, these programs are slipping. But Auburn, I think, is getting a lot more lucky as of late. They've had, you know, that last second win against Arkansas two weeks ago. And then now... They had a last second win against, um, who was it? It was uh, Ole Miss. So, and then they only 
you know, they only lost to South Carolina by eight in between those two close victories that they should have lost. LSU is only a three-point favorite. Um, it opened at uh, minus one to uh, Auburn. So that was really weird. I didn't understand that opening line. But now it's gone all the way, like I said, to LSU minus three. I locked in LSU minus two. The over-under's gone up from 62.5 all the way to 65, which I'm going to follow the steam. I'm locking in the over 65 right now. I mean, these teams, like, you know, apparently they play defense in the SEC. But I haven't seen any of it this year at all. So... If one of you are listening and you want to help me with seeing the SEC playing defense this year, you definitely, definitely DM me or whatever, you know, Devin Ellington1992 at gmail.com if you want. And then, you know, send me some clips or some stats or something. I'm sure I'm missing something. But, you know, I test, you know, to me, the best defense in the SEC is Arkansas. <laughs> I, I joke. But, you know, they've, you know, Kentucky, uh, actually Missouri. Missouri's uh, defense is sneaky good. Joking aside, you know, LSU lost a lot. But they did get – a cornerback, uh, secondary piece, who was supposed to be sitting out this year due to COVID. I decided to opt back in. So there's that. And since he's been back into the lineup, it's looked a little bit better for LSU. Um, you know, I, LSU's looked pretty bad also. Like, I'm not trying to dress one side up and not the other. But both teams are pretty even around 75 plays per game. LSU's at 76, Auburn's 72. LSU's at nine yards per pass, 14 yards per completion. And then Auburn allows 11.6 yards per completion. LSU, however, 15.6 yards per completion. Look for some deep plays in this game, guys and gals. Both teams have a real high completion percentage, and both teams allow, you know, at least a 61% completion percentage to the opposing team. LSU has a 43% third down conversion percentage for their opponents, 57% for Auburn. Advantage Bayou Bengals. So, yeah, I'm going to roll with the over 65. I like LSU minus two. I was able to stay off of that. Key number of three. So, yeah, I'm going to roll with the LSU Tigers this week um, versus the Auburn Tigers. So let's um, pivot now to, you know, one or two NFL games. Got to get this podcast up in time for the World Series game. I'll talk, um, you know, one that I I think is going to be a fun one next week. Um, starting with the Denver Broncos hosting the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, Chargers 
only uh, opened as a two and a half point favorite. It's gone up to three. Over-unders at 44, it opened at 45 and a half. I think Justin Herbert is in a good spot now. You know, last week I took the Jaguars and then he showed me something. So for the Chargers to be rolling like they are and Denver being as banged up as they are and people in and out, um, Anthony Lynn's still a really good coach. People forget that. Vic Fangio, not, not so much. Um, not so much. So minus 165 on the money line for the Chargers, plus 145 for the Broncos. But, you know, it's – the Chargers have a way better offense right now. And the Broncos are down so many guys. It's going to be hard to, you know, fill the holes, essentially. Just to throw some random stats out there, if that's y'all's thing. Um, we'll go with some defense. We'll do a point yards per play, see where both these teams line up. So the Chargers are actually ranked 15th, 5.6 yards per play. Denver's actually ninth at 5.2. So that's pretty close. That's pretty close. See who lets more first downs happen. Denver, wow. They're actually fifth in the league at 18 and a half. First downs allowed per game. Chargers, however, they're just down a few spots at nine. 20.3 first downs per game. Denver's got a pretty solid defense. You know, I'm not trying to short sell that at all. But the Chargers, you know, they're starting to get a little bit more healthy. Other than their backfield, they keep losing guys. But Denver's under 20 points per game, you know, and they're allowing 25 points, 25 and a half points per game to their opponents. The Chargers, however, they're allowing 25.7. So this game is actually a lot more closer than I thought it would be as far as, you know, these metrics. Third down conversion, though, that's where the Chargers are doing pretty well. 47% versus the Broncos, 35.9%. Both teams are actually solid on defense as far as um, opponent third down conversion percentage also. 39% for the Chargers, 34.52%. For the Broncos. Pretty big advantage for red zone scoring percentage for the Chargers. There are some questionable tags. Brian Beluga still for the Chargers. Trey Turner. So a couple offensive line pieces. So if they get a couple of those guys in or one of those guys, um, look for a good upgrade for them in that particular spot. And then the Broncos, you know, they, they've got – some issues of their own uh, on offense and defense. So Philip Lindsay is questionable. He's in concussion protocol. Jeremiah Tadcho, quadricep injury, linebacker. Tim Patrick, another offensive player, wide up, hamstring, big, 
big for uh, position players. But folks, I think that about does it. Talk to nauseam a little bit about some football. Felt good. Don't forget to check out the college football first watch article up on hoop-ball.com. I'm going to have the Sunbelt preview article for this week coming out in time for the Thursday game, which kicks it off. Going to have hopefully more World Series baseball to talk about within the next day or two. Because that would mean my bets are alive. And hopefully all of yours are also. Hope to uh, win some picks tonight and uh, keep this keep this train rolling, guys. Again, check out mybookie.ag with that promo code HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, and that's going to get you a nice old fat deposit bonus of juicy proportions. And then over at manscaped.com, you're going to use home, uh, HOOPBALL, 20 H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, 2-0 for the promo code. That's going to get you that 20% off and free shipping. So we save you tax plus 10% and then you don't have to pay for shipping. So it's like we're keeping Uncle Sam out of it for you. So anyways, again, you can find me on Twitter at D-A-L-E-007. I'm Devin Ellington. This is a hoop ball gaming presentation part of the hoop-ball.com family. Looking forward to the next one. Hopefully you are as well. I am sending you all of my good vibes and all of my good energies. Thank you again, folks, and we will talk soon. Enjoy. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.